0: This show is part of the Miles Offside Podcast Network. Visit twitter.com slash milesoffsidepod for more information. And now, on with the show. to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nothing. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me as always is my co-host Chuck Bailey, and also, as sometimes usually, super producer Ian Stimson. Hi boys!
1: Wow, you really took it to heart when I said I wanted this to be a quick one, didn't you?
0: Well, you know, we did say we wanted to get (laughs) recorded as quick as possible so we could get this out. We are getting into it this week with the big old Game of Thrones finale. The show is done. We are all pretty big fans of the show. We did do a Game of Thrones episode during a recent international break before the season started. And with the Premier League season being over, uh, we thought that this would be an interesting time to get into it. We are also going to be releasing another short pod, so they're both going to be short this week. Uh, We're going to have the Game of Thrones thing just now. And then after that, we're also going to release in a few days a soccer one about the FA Cup final and some big news stories that have been coming out and all that stuff. But we wanted to kind of put both bits of content out there. So without any further ado, gentlemen, Game of Thrones is done. Season 8 is over. Ian, I'll throw it to you first. What is your impression? How are you feeling two days after the end of the show?
1: So to caveat anything I say, I'm not one of these who gets... Incredibly upset about something about a show not being great because I've been insulated since Lost. And you have no feelings. I have no feelings. Dead inside. Dead inside. Art doesn't affect me. No. But I did not like the penultimate episode, not for necessarily the same reasons that everyone else seemed to. I'm sure we'll get into it. And so having that episode disappoint me, I was, I think they did a pretty good job with the finale. I don't think it could have been much better than it was based on the position they were coming from, if that makes sense.
0: Okay. All right. And how about like the season as a whole?
1: Season as a whole, it's so hard to judge it, isn't it? Just two days after it's finished. But it feels like it was a bit rushed. I don't think I'm the only one to say that. Yeah. A bit. Uh, (laughs) um, Because I think there are certain things that they... Seem to wallow in in previous seasons and waste a lot of time, and then they really sort of motored through this one. I think when all is said and done, it will sort of rank. I don't know midway, maybe in the seasons. I mean, it's nowhere near as good as six, but yeah, I I think it was okay.
0: All right, uh, a measured take, which is for now very rare, <laughs> given what Twitter and the internet has been like in the last couple of days. Yeah. And the people are here for hot, raging takes, so let's go ahead and cut to Chuck, who is good for one of those pretty frequently. Chuck, how you feeling? Anyone who didn't understand what was
2: going on is a fucking garbage monster.
0: Okay, alright, going right yeah. in there.
2: It, it, it's great! It was amazing... They everything. I mean, I get why people are like, oh, the White Walkers and all this. Oh, you didn't really do anything. Oh, you didn't do this storyline. Oh, uh, write it all again. Like first of all, like Ian said, don't be <laughs> such guys. a fucking bell end <laughs> and not compliment people on such good work they've done just because you, in your blinkered view of this is what should happen, didn't happen and therefore it's the, now the worst TV show ever. Like cinematically it was better than any season that's happened with like the visuals and the syncing with the mm-hmm. music and emotional moments. Um I I just thought it was fantastic. I've watched a lot of the episodes twice in a row. Um just to kind of view it again and see, especially they've when all, it's been they've all
1: re rewatching, definitely.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like uh Battle of Winterfell, you can still watch it again and get it. Um and you might even actually see what happened the second or third time around. <laughs> I didn't get that. I didn't why were people saying it was so dark? I saw like everything that happened. Is it poor people?
1: Uh, I dunno. <laughs> I don't know, or people watching on tablets or whatever, but which in which case, fuck you. I mean you shouldn't be watching it on a tablet. Yeah. But I mean, I've got a fairly decent TV. The first time I watched it, I was in a dark room and I thought it was good. I must admit the second time I watched it, I put like the backlight up, the brightness up a little bit. And you can see a lot more. Is that better? Because it, it was a battle at night. It's okay that it's confusing sometimes. You yeah, know? I
2: think it's it's meant to be like a sensory attack. It's the same as the penultimate episode, of the bells, where where they're going everywhere. Yeah. It's meant to be saving Private Ryan ish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one else. But knows I, what's I do
1: maybe wish it had been a touch lighter, just because when I did put the brightness up a bit, backlight up a bit. It was. There were some stunning moments that you couldn't necessarily see properly, like the, the dragon battle. It's sort of amazing. Yeah, and it was
0: really it, good.
1: Yeah, it's really amazing, and it is a bit dark. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's sort of it's a, it's a bit of a shame because I think maybe some of the spectacle was taken away. I mean, you have a then obviously the, for the bells, it's all in daylight. None of the spectacle is taken away. It was. It looked incredible. Mm. Um, but yeah, so maybe maybe it was a touch dark, but I think, again, the, the reaction was a bit bit ridiculous.
0: I had a similar reaction to the Winterfell episode, not because it was too dark, because, you know, peasants get a better TV. Why do you still have a cathode ray? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> In it? A cathode ray. Throw your 80 kilo
2: CRT out the thought. <laughs> <laughs> true, true.
0: Um, but I was so, like, tense and stressed out and emotionally just distraught. It was nervy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 that I didn't perceive a lot of the dragon stuff the first time around, and then going back the second time, I was like, "Oh fuck, that was really cool." Like,
1: yeah, how they the with the fog and everything, and get, like realizing that they've totally lost perspective of geography and everything was was really well done.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm with Chuck. I actually think that from a production standpoint, this was the best season. Um, it was the best visuals. It was the best. Music and the score, the use of silence at different times, especially in the finale episode last night. Like, the first 15 minutes were pretty much dead quiet, Mm -hmm. which was, like, really, really, really a cool choice. And, like, just really...
1: I don't think I expressly noticed that. I'll have to...
0: Yeah, there was almost no, like... Like, you could hear Tyrion, you know, touching the rocks. And then that was, like, basically the only sound for, like, the whole first part of it. Right, okay. Um, Stunning. Stunning. And the acting. Also, I want to say this acting... This season, I think, was probably the best that the show's ever done, acting-wise. So, I I really liked it for all of those reasons. Um, and I would probably put it where you put it, in, somewhere in the middle. Um, probably above seven and above five, but not quite up to the levels of, like, two, three, four, or certainly not six. Yeah. But, that being said, as an ending to the show, I have significantly more problems... Um, and it's really interesting because I went back and I listened to our Game of Thrones episode on the way home from work today.
1: Yes, Just knowing like, yeah, just to <laughs> kind of
0: see like where we were at and see how we can bookend that. Yeah. And one of the things that we were one of the points that we were making was that what we like about this show is that they don't give a fuck about what you've invested mm-hmm. and what your expectations are. They're like, no, fuck you. This is what we're doing. And sometimes that's going to be upsetting to you. And sometimes that's a smack in the face and surprising. And we like aggressively praised that in the lead up to the season and then as that continued to happen over the course of this season certainly most of the internet was on fire but I too was like I I was confused and conflicted about a lot of things I liked what they did with most of the characters with the exception of two like really 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 big things which is John and how his like his whole storyline kind of was a damp squib at the end and then brand coming out of nowhere.
2: For well, it know. didn't come out of nowhere. Ian told us on our Game well, of Thrones pod that it was gonna happen.
1: Mr Boy
0: L- did we dismiss that. I
2: only predict based on betting odds over there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I fucked up there really. I should have when I saw those betting odds, I should have realised that they obviously knew something. Really did fuck up. Well, there, especially
2: when it's something like that because it's set. It's not like a football league where there's 38 games, etc., and it can go everywhere. Like if it's written and filmed, someone knows what happens. It's like people that bet yeah. on wrestling. Like it's
1: dark. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's that's my bad. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, as a little reminder, then this is this is our reaction when I said that Bran was with with the bookies more than 50 percent to. Be ruling Westeros
0: at the end. More than fifty percent. Fuck me.
1: But fifty percent to be ruling at the end is Bran.
0: What? What? Get out of here. Get out of here with that. (laughs) He wouldn't rule. No, not watching. Zero percent. He can't even rule. He has has (laughs) no interest in ruling. I am mad at whoever made these. That's such a dumb fucking answer. That's so stupid. It would (laughs) never
1: happen. (laughs) I mean, could it happen in some form or other? Because there's
0: no.
2: I mean, I'm quite glad that it's actually Emily that comes off worst in that little clip, so that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. We know nothing. I mean it was I don't know, at the end the first thing that came to mind when Tyrion turned around and said to him was instantly what we had said, and I kind of got a bit <laughs> deflated watching it. Like, I know, oh. I know, I
1: felt so bad, because I was watching it when Tyrion starts going, but what, you know, what we really brings us together is stories, and I'm like, oh, God.
0: Get <laughs> out, <laughs> get, get out. And I had the same reaction as I did when we were recording. I was, I literally said, what? <laughs> no, get the fuck out of here. no.
2: Yeah. So like, while, while word he, for
0: word, while he comes oh so close
2: to naming him Brand the cripple, like, <laughs> what was that all about? Brand the broken, like Brand the broken. Sad Jesus Christ, Brand the wheels, like that's that
0: could have been the next one, like <laughs> King Hot Wheels. So, so here's the deal with that, is that they, you know, this has been the discourse all season long. If you've been keeping up with the nerdy stuff or listen to the Nerdy Nerd Chronicles, plug, 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 is that they don't seem to really like the fantasy elements they don't know what to do with like the really really high fantasy stuff the tolkien stuff that Gurm loves like this was started as a tribute to lord of the rings for george rr martin they sidelined Bran for long stretches like he was out of all of season five yeah Uh, if you can hear noise in the background that's construction being done on my house so just try to it's Ignore not, Is Emily still wailing in the background because <laughs> yeah, of Bran. Exactly. <laughs> it's uh, Bran the Builder. Bran is on the Iron road! <laughs> it, that's, that's pretty much what it feels like. That's what's going on in my soul as well. <laughs> um, they sidelined him. They ignored him. They clearly didn't like him as a character. They didn't know what to do with him or how to write him. I think what happened was they knew that the end was coming. And so they were like, "Well, George R. R. Martin's going to put out those books. Let's put him aside because that's where the story's caught up to the books." They're like, "Let's leave him aside until he figures this out because we don't know what the hell to do with him." Mm-hmm. And then he never did. But they had the ending, and I'm pretty sure. I strongly suspect that this is the ending that George R. 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 Martin told them, yeah. because I can't see them choosing Bran based no. off everything that they've done with the show. Like our reaction, I think, is accurate to what the, to show, the show told us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, but then they knew they had to bring him back. So they just had to fucking panic and be like, uh, it's Bran, here's Bran. And because of that, that totally derailed John's storyline too, where they had, as the writers of the show, spent forever building up John as the hero, as the savior, as the main character, as the rightful heir, blah, 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 blah. And I think they didn't know what to do with Bran, and then they had to bring him in, and that threw off what they were doing with John, and they didn't know to, what to do with John anymore. In the last season, and so that just like fucked up those two characters completely. But what could they really have done with Bran? Like he's in a
2: wheelchair; like he can't fight. See, you know, when it's when it's when it's all revolving and and climaxing with battles and that kind of stuff. What what more can you do? I get why some people might feel a bit like it's odd because it's just like Bran's there for a bit, and then he's sitting in front of a tree, and then the night king comes, and Arya kills him, and then he's gone, and then all of a sudden he's at the but the dragon. Coliseum bit, that's where they had the meeting, right? The same as same yeah, place yeah, yeah, where the they had the, the meeting with Cersei and that she first saw the, the White Walkers. Um so there's nothing really they can do. And what and what you were saying, Oscar, on like the kind of fantasy bit, I think is quite interesting because they spent a lot of time throughout one of the things I noticed they spend a lot of time throughout the show, obviously going down the more fantasy routes and those kind of things, but some of the things that have been the most hard hitting and the and the you know the real Fan favorite kind of moments have been the real visceral real life grounded stuff, like the red wedding, which is just a slaughter it's not anything fantastical there's nothing different there there's no magic, there's no whatever mm-hmm. you know it's not a cloud smoke baby crawling out of a redhead's vagina and then going and killing someone like it's it's something real and not then, so, that in drama. No, there's not enough of that, really. Um, and they should have had more of it. There should have been more smoke babies calling out of vaginas. In Downton Abbey. Season 8. <laughs> and then it's just the dragon. Yeah. Um, in season 8, it seemed to be so much more about making things real, hence why you just had the the brutal kind of war scenes that that are disorienting and, and not glamorising anything that they, they're doing or what they are. And the fact that in all of these moments of turmoil where people say like, oh, the characters completely changed," it's because right now for all of them, it's massively, massively about life or death for everyone, existence, non-existence, that kind of thing, which kind of boils everyone down to the true essence of who they are with
0: fight or flight. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what happened with Danny. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were like wicked in denial about who she was. And what she was down at her core, because they spent so many seasons sort of justifying the horrible things that she did, being like, well, they're slave owners, so it's fine to crucify 163 of them and then leave them out rotting in the sun and not let their families, like, bury them properly, which was like, so far above and beyond, like, even the death penalty or, like, life, you know, like, that's, like, sadistic. And, like, all of these things that she had done along the way, we kind of justified, and then people were like, well, no, she's a hero, she's a hero. Yeah, and they had her like repeatedly go to be like, "Nah, fuck this! I'm gonna go burn everybody." And then someone would be like, "No, stop! Take a breath." It was just one by one, all
2: of her safety mechanisms just were killed or or left. You know, all
0: started
1: performing badly, like Tyrion. So she possibly didn't trust him anymore. Yeah,
0: right. Exactly, and I think that this was her finally. Like, I didn't take this as a change in her character as much as a like actualization of her true self right like she spent years trying to be this and then fighting against her nature and being like i shouldn't maybe slash other people don't want me to
2: when the chips are down you become who you are like that's it and it just comes to the fore which is why people say it's quite quick but danny's been mental shitloads of times like she went off loads there's there's at least four or five moments where she's shouting at people to Burn her enemies in their iron suits and lay waste to their towns, etc. Like, it's- yeah,
1: yeah. The idea that it comes out of nowhere is ridiculous. And my my main problem with episode five isn't what everyone else's seems to be, which is sort of Danny's uh, changing. But there are problems with that in that she seems to accept Tyrion's plan or whatever it is of the bells ringing surrender. You know, she seems to nod to Grey Worm. Fine, we'll agree that then. The descent into madness, like true madness, because we're talking, obviously, practically genocide,
0: yeah, is yeah, yeah. quite
1: quick. Now, that's mainly, I think, because of there only being six episodes in this season, but that's their choice. So they, yep. I think they should mm-hmm. have done better with it. No, they're still film length, though. I think I think people, long, say it's, yeah. people say it's
2: quick just because of the number of episodes, whereas if you think about it as an hour and a half film, you know if you watch an hour and a half film and a character goes crazy it can kind of happen in a 10-15 minute span
1: true but hbo were willing to give them as long as they wanted i right. mean they they could have had another season i know that the, the discourse is that they were getting bored with the show want to move on to other projects and that but i also find that almost a bit hard to believe because this is what they're going to be known for you know, so I, I can't believe they just suddenly got bored of it and said, uh, whatever. They're probably
2: fed up with not having the source
1: material given. Well, to them. yeah, that they signed up for an adaptation, which they're not doing. So, yeah, that's, yeah, so that, that's going to be yeah, annoying.
2: You, you sign up for the adaptation, you say you're going to get X amount of books and make a yeah. thing, and then the guy doesn't write it for years. Then you have to drag certain aspects out because you don't know about characters, and he's like, oh, fuck yeah, this.
1: Which is not cool. But so it, it, but it does feel a little bit quick that we go from Danny sort of getting. Yet again, sort of rejected by J- John when halfway through kissing her, he seems to remember, oh, shit, you're my aunt. That she came to terms with incest. Like,
2: that was the key. <laughs> that was the key moment where you knew it was wrong. <laughs> when she
1: found out in, like, episode two. But then the opening yeah, But then the opening of episode five, she's, you know, sunken eyes, white pallor to, you know, oh, right, they're telling us she's full-on lost it. So the what my problem isn't from the start of episode five to her losing it. It's just it's almost from the end of episode four to the start of episode five. She's not eating. She's completely sort of like she looks totally different. And then my other problem with it is the point at which she decides to go nuts is when they surrender.
0: She's yeah, got, that's weird.
1: That's really odd. Like, so the bells are ringing. They're surrendering, Thrown down swords. This is when I'm gonna murder all the men, women and children in the city. It's really odd. Like she had that dragon. We saw how powerful it was. It was insane, which makes me wonder why they just haven't she just hasn't gone up to the red keep in the first place and just well, blasted it Well, that's what she keeps saying she it. wants
0: to do, and everyone's like, No, no. And she's like, Wait, now can I burn everyone? The Red no. Keep
1: specifically, like yeah. she yeah, I, yeah, you know, she could have just flown over and done it. I mean, like she just blasted through the balusters or scorpions or whatever they are. It was just devastating and yeah, I, I, the the point at which the the switch flips is a problem. They're all surrendering, and that is a sustained attack. She's doing that for fifteen, twenty minutes. It just felt like it was the the wrong time for the switch to flip.
0: So I think two things to what you were saying in one is that the between the episode four end of episode four and the beginning of episode five, you're like, oh, I don't see how she got to. Like, completely letting herself go and being, like, in this horrible, dark place. Yeah. You got to remember that she literally thinks of those dragons as her children. And one of those children got murdered in front of her as a surprise. Like, she wasn't expecting (laughs) that. To everyone. It's not a good surprise. And then, like, (laughs) no, not... And then, like, very, very shortly thereafter, her best friend got murdered. Right? Yeah. So, like, that's a rough week. Like, I think most people would go into a funk after that week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and but then I almost felt like because when Masandy gets executed, like again, just jump on your dragon, do it instantly. It just feels like just like you know, you you that's the moment you go mad. You don't go, you don't go home, stop eating for a bit, you know, burn a bald guy, and then decide to go over, go through the motions as if you're just just doing a sort of standard battle with a dragon. And then just go mad. It just—it was just the point of it. That I
2: think it's the internal conflict is just over and over and over again, isn't it? That she's trying to fight. You know, Varys says it tons of times that every time a Targaryen born, they flip a, the gods, flip a yeah. coin, and the world holds its breath. And so I think for so long she was fighting the fact that what she is is a conqueror. She's not a ruler, so she doesn't know. It's almost as if like being in charge of all those men, women, and children, she couldn't. That was another kind of stress which then meant that she was just going to burn all life because she knew what would happen and that she can't handle it anymore. You look at what happened when she's... Yeah,
1: she always struggled with marine out, and that. With, with yeah.
2: Maureen, you know, she gets rid of all the slavers, sorts out of the slavers bay, they revolt against her, right, she's in charge. And the only person that can actually keep the peace for a while is Tyrion when he's in charge of it and, and not her. And all she's ever been able to do is go somewhere, basically lay waste to it, be called Misa, 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 and then you know, she fucks off somewhere else again. So I think that's a kind of element of it that's, that's downplayed the fact that she was never going to be a ruler, especially if you look at it from the history point of view, you know, yeah. the last one to take the Red Keep was Robert Baratheon, who was an absolutely shit ruler. Yeah. Um, and, and just awful. Before that, obviously, it was the Mad King, but, you know, he was mad. But then going back to, is it Aegon, Aegon Targaryen that took...
0: Yeah, egg on the conqueror. Everything.
2: Yeah, so there you go. Called the conqueror. conqueror and came in just with dragons and burnt the fucking place. Then so it's just kind of history repeating itself. And I think it's the fact that you know she went there to break the wheel, but really she is still just the will.
0: I definitely see your point, Ian, and I I don't disagree. Look, I'm gonna go to the fucking grave defending this show and defending this season. Because I think people are wildly overreacting. It's a lot easier to defend than Lost, though. You've got to admit that. Well, I don't even bother defending Lost because I just get angry with how, like, little people want to hear me out. I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to talk we about it. We
1: definitely need to do we, we will, yeah. We'll get to Put that it, someday, Ian. Because we'll do that. Yeah. That'll be
0: our last ever episode <laughs> because after that, we will, like, never record again because I won't be able to have a conversation with you again after that. It's <laughs> going to get real ugly. So we're saving that.
2: How many episodes of Lost were there, Oscar?
0: 117. Oh, Oh, fuck, I can't watch that. It's a it's a big commitment. It's a big fucking yeah. commitment. Yeah, I'm going to rewatch it soon because it's been a while and I miss it, but... Some
1: great television, yes. definitely.
0: So, sorry, to go back, though. I yes. will go to my grave defending Game of Thrones because I think there's been overreactions, but I don't want anyone to think that I unanimously loved everything that they did this season. And one of the weird things they did, I think, is when she chose to go full Sith, let's say. Full evil, right? <laughs> because it is weird that, like, they just... Uh, surrendered, she's sitting there and then like she stops for a second and then goes and I think there's a lot of very easy fixes like she just never stops in the first place or you know maybe someone throws something at her and she's like oh fuck you guys, fine or you know whatever there was a million little things they could have done they could have saved Rhaegal dying till that moment and then have her do it then
1: A 100% that would have totally solved that problem right. I think, you know it's
0: not that it was bad for me at least it's that They are better than this. And like, yes, they are adapting a work that they shouldn't, that they were supposed to be adapting, now they're writing. And yes, we got a lot of hours here, like it's not actually six episodes, it's like eight episodes worth of hours and stuff, but they themselves, even though they're not doing the job that they originally signed up for, are better than this season. This season felt sloppy in a lot of ways, even judging against just themselves and their ability to do things. And I think they needed one more season to, like, really do this well and to, like, close it out. And people would still have hated it in a lot of different ways. People would have hated the brand thing, which I don't like the brand thing at all. But, like, it's, I can see it. I get what they're going for. But they needed more. I needed to know, like, like, we still don't know what the fuck is the deal with his Three-Eye Raven powers. Can he warg into a dragon? Well, like, when he it, says, I'm yeah, going to that, look for the that dragon. the
2: insinuation that he's like, I'm going to go find
0: him? Like, are you going to become a fucking dragon? Could you have become a dragon all this fucking time? Because that would have been something. You were, like, saying, oh, well, what would they do with him? He's just going to sit there near a tree. I'm like, well, if he can fucking warg into a dragon, he could have done some cool shit there. He literally is the only person who has ever warged into another human. And he fucking time-traveled to do it, which also had never been done. And then they just never came back to that. And, like, is he immortal? Because the other one kind of seemed immortal. So is he, like, actually king for forever now? Like... Did they just elect someone who's gonna be king for the next ten thousand years?
1: I don't know. He can potentially live for thousands of years, he can walk into and be w- and control potentially whatever he wants to control. He can time travel if something's gone wrong, he can just go back to the past and maybe fix Hang it. On. I mean Hang on. This is X Men.
2: <laughs> He's fucking <laughs> Professor X. The rip off merchants. Oh my god, it all makes sense now. Crossover. This is how it would go. Game of Thrones X Men, House of M, House of Bran, that kind oh. of stuff.
0: <laughs> don't say House of M, because that's gonna be a whole thing. But I did,
2: regardless of like the Bran thing, and you know he didn't want to be in charge of the House Stark. He's like, I don't want anything. And then you know, why did you think <laughs> I came here? Like that's why he said, Oh, right now you. Are you <laughs> yeah, oh, I didn't. Doesn't fancy Winterfell. I didn't want the fucking piddly North. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted all of it. And then Sansa's just like, the North's not gonna be a part of it. Okay. Like that that bit was very just like, oh Brexit. Brexit, it can happen quickly. <laughs> Typical North, wanting to be apart from all of it. Um it it was just a bit weird. But I liked the fact that you get to the end and you see it's all the kind of stark kids back together again, but grown and actually getting to kind of what they what they wanted in the first place. You know, Santa always wanted to be the lady and now she's the queen in the north. Aria always wanted to be kind of explorer, whatever. Christopher Columbus. Huh?
1: <laughs> Christopher Columbus.
2: Christopher Columbus,
1: she's
0: going to go discover the potato.
1: Um, <laughs> it was so... I thought that was weird. So why no, don't we go? I think that's
0: good for her character. I think she always wanted... The thing that she wanted more than anything was to do whatever the fuck she wanted to. On a whim. She just wanted to be free to make choices. And like, you, you gotta remember, she was like fucking twelve. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to get on a boat and go to a completely different continent and see what the hell's up over there. Like, that's that's an adventurer's spirit from when she was a very, very young age. She was like, nah, I'm not trying to be in a castle. I'm not trying to learn how to sew. I'm trying to be out in the woods and figure some shit out. Like, she's Bear Grylls, basically. She learned
2: how to be a faceless man and then went, fuck you, I'm keeping my name. <laughs> and then just, like, bowled out.
0: Yeah, she just is like, whatever you want from me, I don't care. I'm doing what I want. And now she's like, I'm going west. Fuck you guys, do I need a reason? No, it's what I want to do. That's very Arya Stark. Just get Bran to have a look at what's over there. See, that's the thing. We don't know about his fucking powers, because maybe he can only see things where there are weirwood trees. Like, And I don't want to go full nerd. That's like, If you want that, I have a whole separate podcast for that. We get into every little super nerdy detail, right? I'm not going to do that here, but there are a lot of different questions about his powers and maybe he could go west and see what's going on. Maybe he can't. We don't know how they fucking work, but I don't know. I like the Arya thing.
1: Okay, so why don't we sort of briefly go, I mean, we covered Danny, but why don't we just briefly go character by character? Because my problem with uh, Arya wasn't just the sort of last shot of her going off in a boat. I didn't like particularly the sudden in the map room, the hound just goes, oh, no, you don't want this. Off you pop. and. I think I I know that then led to Clegane Bowl and sorry I didn't do the air horns, um, and <laughs> but, which was visually fantastic.
2: It was like um, a video
1: game. It was like Street Fighter. Yeah, it really was. It was great. But I just feel like that. I don't think it needed to be like that. I don't think Arya needed to not complete her list to be hell bent on revenge. Like I feel like you could have had Cersei hold up in a room somewhere with the mountain. The Hound and Arya sort of go in. The Hound and Mountain have their fight. The Hound's mortally wounded, but ultimately manages to kill the Mountain. Obviously, not in not out panned out, because he was indestructible, which I found sort of annoying, but was sort of quite funny as well. Fucking die! Like, Why won't you yeah, die? But like I I feel like there was and then Arya kills Cersei. And That gives her peace. She's happy. Well, did you
0: not like then Cersei and Jaime dying together in that sort of moment? Because I found that to be a very moving moment, a beautiful moment. Surprisingly good writing that they were able to get me to give a shit at all about Cersei. True,
1: True. you're You're right there that unbelievably after what Cersei's done, you still like because she's going, I don't want my baby to die. And it is a good moment. And they've loved each other for seasons, you know, for years, ever since the womb. We get that. But... (sighs) So the Jamie Brienne stuff feels like fan service of the worst kind, where you go, we're gonna give you this bit, and then in the same episode, we're gonna take it away. No, it doesn't make a lot of sense because Jamie always presumably knew what he felt about Cersei and that if they beat the dead then that he was gonna go back. I think it was a very weird thing to do. If they always wanted him to go back to Cersei, I just don't know why you have to do the Brienne thing.
2: I think it's just him fighting his character and it's it's a lot of a lot of the stuff we've spoken about is people fighting against their true calling or true nature or what, what have you and with Jamie I just think it was for so long he's like no it's, he, he shouldn't be you shouldn't be you shouldn't be doing this but ultimately again like you said in previous seasons that he would literally kill everyone in the world until it was just him and her. So yep. it does kind of make sense that at the end for those two, it was just the two of them. And I think,
1: again, I just think they could have done it better. So like you say, you, you, you're right. He's a, a horrible figure for the first couple of seasons. Then he sort of starts to redeem himself, but then it just goes off a cliff in that last sort well, of...
0: Well, I, I took it this way. if you, If anyone's been through like a particularly toxic breakup or an on-again, off-again relationship, which is really what they were to the extreme... There is a moment where you just broke up with someone, it's been a couple of weeks, you go out, maybe you have a good date, and you're like, wait a minute, this is actually kind of a good thing, now I'm freaking out, I need to go back. Because, like, this could actually mean that it's actually over, and I don't know if I'm actually ready for that. And so, to me, like, it made me upset and sad that Jamie would revert that aggressively and that quickly, but it's not unreasonable or unrealistic. To have him sleep with Brienne and have that be a trigger of him being like, holy fuck, I just slept with someone that isn't my sister for literally the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. And now I'm freaking out and I need to just like in a panic moment be like, nah, I'm out. I need to go back. What am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. And then also combine that with like knowing that Cersei was in mortal danger. And I, I could easily see him making that choice. And it sucks. It's a huge betrayal of all of his growth. But it's not unrealistic, I don't think. But they don't give a
2: shit about what you think about the characters or your investment. <laughs> no, and that's
1: fair enough. But it's, it was switch flipping again for me. It was uh-huh, just, uh-huh. he hears Sansa say about possible Cersei execution, bang, switch flips. And it's just it was just a bit clumsy, I thought. I thought it would have been nice to get Give Cersei a death that wasn't just a building accidentally falling on her. And then there being about five bricks on top of them when Tyrion goes to find them. (laughs) It really looks like the whole fucking keep is coming down on them. And then Tyrion just moves a couple of bricks. Oh, there they are.
0: Uh. Two feet to the left and they would have been totally fine. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. All right. So we did say we wanted to keep it short. So I think let's just switch over to like kind of start wrapping up the conversation. Because Ian, I don't want you to have to do too much editing. Um, I having that. done editing myself now, I, I try oh, to be very now. mindful of the clock <laughs> when we're recording. Um, your one favorite thing from this season?
1: Oh wow! One favorite thing from this season
0: could be a scene. It could be a like a visual. It could be a conversation. Whatever. What was your one favorite thing?
1: The um episode two before the Battle of Winterfell with the fireside conversation.
0: Yes. Ah, oh.
1: it was just. Brilliant sort of right in between characters it was what what I really liked about Game of Thrones you know I know it's a sort of trope, but the conversations in dark rooms and it was done so well it was a fantastic setup to the next episode reminds you why you care about them all yeah, that was great for me
0: yeah
1: yeah that was good that was really good um
2: for me I think it's when it it's probably in episode five um when obviously everything is just getting burnt to buggery and you're on the ground with it. And, you know, there's so many visceral things and what's going on. But I just think that whole five, ten-minute sequence where it's just Arya like right. running between and seeing oh all of these, like, atrocious things happening and just
1: trying to get away. and They did that as a single-camera shot, originally. Yeah.
0: yeah, they did, and then they decided it was too long, so they spliced it in with the hound and clicking yeah. and stuff. But, yeah... They filmed that in
2: one take. Yeah, and it, it shows, and I and I love stuff like that because it, it shows the craft element. She's um, fantastic, and also her as an actress, but also yeah. as the character that you're like, you spent so long with this person who you know is an absolute badass, but you know when she decided to be Arya Stark again, again, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, she kept that human element, and the fact, like I said before, that when when the chips are down and people really are who they are that when everything's gone to shit you can still just see that element that she is scared little girl and still has that vulnerability and she's had to go up so fast even though she's incredible and amazing through the show and i love the fact that you just see every kind of aspect of her character in in that scene and it's it's beautiful beautifully shot and amazing
0: you guys basically took my two answers i was gonna say the brienne scene when she when they knighted her like as the culmination of that that was Beautiful and moving and, like, such
2: a perfect... Oh, no, it's got to be when Sir Podrick comes in, like, episode six. Like, pa <laughs>
1: yeah, Podrick, with his little face, <laughs> pond the rod. He can't... If he's in the Kingsguard, he can't father children, can he? Or Is that part of the oath? Uh, that's correct. Oh.
0: But it's a new world order. They can do whatever they want. Right? Well,
1: so. true, true.
0: Um, and then the other thing would have been when Danny's burning everything down or the Arya stuff. So but to sort of slightly tweak that since I sh- I have to give a different answer than what you Sorry. guys said. Sorry. <laughs> um no, it's fine. Um the feeling that I got of horror and disgust both at the show and at myself for having wanted to see this when she was burning King's Landing down and burning fucking everything. And, like, seeing the children and seeing the peasants and seeing the people running away screaming in horror, like, when listening back to our earlier Thrones episode, how we said that one of the best things about this show and one of the things that makes this show particularly unique, even compared against all other, you know, all-time great shows, is its ability to shock us and to just be, like, very viscerally upsetting. We talked about the Red Wedding, all of the things that had happened over the course of the years. This was, like, the ultimate version of that. It was, like, I went into that episode being like, sweet, I'm gonna get some dragon shit, she's gonna burn everything, it's gonna be so cool, and then they gave it to me, and they gave it to me so hard that I was like, nope, I don't, No, uh. <laughs> I take it back. And so, like, that's such a perfect moment for this show, and a perfect encapsulation of what made it such a fascinating thing to watch for so many years.
1: It, I mean, and just from a technical point of view, it was spectacular, I mean, the going through the the scorpions going through the towers of red keep just it was it yeah. was visually stunning and it and really was. i liked
2: the the matching up with as she comes through uh the front wall um of king's landing it's very much like the night king coming through the wall in the north and kind of just yeah. cutting through out of nowhere and uh yeah i like that the the kind of symmetry with with they did a lot of that
1: they did a lot of that
0: there was a lot of shots that echoed back to season one yeah, or season four clubby. Um, so to, to wrap up this conversation, cause we are at the 40 ish minute mark. So let's, let's keep this relatively short and wrap it up from here. Ideally he is going to write those books. I think he is like now has renewed interest in actually doing it. Maybe I'm lying to myself and hopeful, wishful thinking, but.
1: Are you a book reader Oscar? Are you fully? I've
0: tried a few different times to read the books. I never quite get all the way through uh-huh, right, it. Okay. Because I don't have a lot of patience for dense writing like that. So I've never been a fan of Dickens. I've forced myself through the Lord of the Rings books once. And this is coming from a massive Lord of the Rings Sense, like I literally have Elvish tattooed on me, and I still think it's hard to get through the yeah. books. Yeah. Plastic fan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but the books are probably hopefully gonna get finished. There's prequel shows and sequel shows and spin offs and all that stuff. Going forward, what would you like to see more of or West something of different? Westeros
2: and boobs. There was a distinct lack of boobs in season six. They got okay. a
1: social conscience, didn't they? But you want to see Arya the Explorer?
2: <laughs> yes. But she's like, yeah, and she can do like four full breaking cuts to camera where she teaches you bravosi or something. I don't know.
0: Uh, okay. So Chuck wants to see boobs and Arya exploring adventures. <laughs> boobs. Ian, what do you want to see?
1: Um, well, I mean, the, the prequel that, that has been announced is it that it's like thousands of years before.
0: yeah it's the first long night the age of heroes they call it yeah so brand the builder the original brand
1: i mean as you say it's such a dense text and with that sort of history i mean that sounds pretty good to me i mean we might actually get some real sort of night king answers or whatever from a from a prequel that's thousands of years in the past so i mean and and as long as nothing features sam because he's a (laughs) pretty grand Meister, grand maester sam
2: I wrote a book oh come on you fucking
1: lord of the rings rip off
0: he didn't even write the book
1: that was a bit cheesy <laughs> i did the picture
0: slughorn wrote the book
1: <laughs> and slughorn thought, wrote it. it was a bit of a shit eating move as well to go oh you're not in it just, <laughs> just yeah. really horrible
0: talk about punishment for Tyrion. yeah all right i i would love to see some ancient so old old timey stuff and especially like more of the White Walkers and what the fuck their deal is, because they completely disregarded that so much. Yeah. Um, Is that what you want out of the prequel show, is like more White Walker stuff or just...
1: Absolutely. And it, yeah, I, I would like, because I, lo- I do, even though there was mild disappointment with episode five, although I thought the finale was good, I think as a show, it's going to stand up. When you rewatch it, it's going to stand up. So anything that sort of fills that out, I wouldn't like a prequel that sort of involved the characters we've got as they are. But anything that sort of fills out the history and yeah, the White walks thing, because as you say, the fantasy element was thrown away a bit, Um, you know, all wrapped up by episode three of this season, which I think it had to be. So as the politics and war among the humans could happen. But yeah, I would definitely love that. So I'm all for that.
0: Cool. And for me, I think the thing I want the most is actually for the books to get written now, because I need to know more about what John, what they were going for with John. Yeah. Like, why did he die and come back? That seems like it's more important. Why was R plus L equals J the most important thing and the thing that literally got them the rights to the show when they went and met with George R. R. Martin years ago? His only question to them was, who's John's parents? And when they answered that correctly, he was like, okay, you're good enough to have this really? and make it as a show. Yeah. Didn't Literally, that's that. what got them the show, and that all that. came out for like nothing. Like, what? Yeah, why does it make I mean, the show other than that a different? Sort of
1: slight more motivation to it was. I I felt the motivation almost was like kill or be killed, rather than you can't let this tyrant. Because when I was watching the finale, sorry, I'm hijacking the, your ending here. Sorry, but the first bit of the finale that made me go, oh no, was when John and Danny were kissing. I, was, I took that on face value. I didn't maybe see it coming when I should have. I was like, oh, really, would he? And then he kills her. But I didn't know whether it was more kill or be killed because everyone was telling him, you're going to be a threat from now on. You're going to be a threat. Or was it that he sort of was doing the right thing and getting rid of a tyrant?
0: I don't think he would kill her out of his own self-interest yeah. because I think he's shown in the past that he's willing to but die. But then that the seemed right. to
1: be the message everyone was giving him. You're yeah, gonna, you know. I think
0: he did it knowing that he had to stop her. She's my queen. <laughs> God, <yeah. laughs>
2: Jesus yeah. Christ, drink every time you hear that. Fuck. <laughs> <Dark.
0: laughs> Look, I don't know what the plan was for John in George R. R. Martin's vision and in his story because he is like the most important character, I think, to George R. R. Martin at least. But it wasn't what we got. No. And I and I I need to see what the deal was with John.
1: Yeah. And with the POV chapter's way of writing, that will be really interesting. Exactly,
0: yeah. All right, well, I think that about wraps it up for our Game of Thrones conversation. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, and we're gonna call it an episode there and then look out later in the week, we will have some more traditional soccer stuff to talk about. So thanks for joining us and see you in a couple of days. Say bye, Chuck.
2: And now our watch has ended.
0: No. Oh. And Ian.
1: (laughs) And now our watch has ended.
0: And we'll never see its like again.